0: Over John, it's mine. Oh, you! thought, fu- Oh, oh. <laughs> Ooh, to the face! <laughs> oh, that's a back The whole world was I mean, watching that. In all after that. Oh the shit! States are not made for walking. Seinfeld. Valentina. Elaine. <coughs> Actually, it's Contessa Valentina Allegri. Whoa,
1: deep cut. I know it's hard,
0: but I don't like to repeat mm. myself. So you can just call me Val. <laughs> But don't call me Val. Just keep
1: it in your head. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna have some well, explaining to do, this. I guess. Making a shield. Uh huh.
0: Oh my God. Oh my God. This man, this man is crazy. Uh, this man crazy. He's trying to be Captain America so bad. John, buddy. You, you John bro. Walker made Cap-America. this in a cave with box
1: scrap. This man is crazy. Welcome back to New Rockstars. The Falcon of the Winter Soldier Episode 5 reveals these boots were made for Julia Louis-Dreyfus hey. as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, a.k.a. Val, a.k.a. Madame Hydra. Ooh. The big cameo promised for this episode. <laughs> a big actor, a Marvel character, not so big, but hey, one you're now here on YouTube looking for an explanation for who the hell this is, or as we <laughs> like to say... What the, the Falcon? Falcon? <laughs> this is Inside Marvel, New Rockstars After Show for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm Eric Voss, here with MT. How you feeling, MT? I'm
0: feeling good. I am so glad that we got Elaine in the MCU now. Seinfeld confirmed. <laughs> Seinfeld confirmed Or uh, in the MCU. Vice
1: President slash President Selena Meyer in course, the MCU. Of course, Or Old Christine.
0: I, I mean, uh, more
1: so Veep. <laughs> She won an Emmy for it. She won it. Curse this baby! That's what she said in her (laughs) Emmy speech, as if her career has ever been cursed. She said one of the best careers of any TV. Seriously, she's so amazingly talented. She is amazing. God, she was on SNL when she was like a teenager, and she crushes it in those sketches in the '80s. Yeah. Uh, Well, she's now in the MCU playing a character that uh, who knows? There's basically five different directions they could be going with this character, and T and I are going to lay those out for you. But. Let's talk about what happened this episode MT. So episode 5 opens with this amazing battle. Oh my god, it was
0: so good.
1: (laughs) I love the stunts on this. Oh, they beat John Walker's ass. And they they break his arm to get that shield off of it. Hard Civil War vibes, my dude. I know, two on one. It was Civil War light. It was beautiful. Civil War music in there that (laughs) Henry Jackman worked in. Oh, it was such a beautiful shot sequence. they use his body as a baseball bat basically <laughs> to end it oh, i loved
0: Dude, it did that team up like with the at the very end with the with the using his jetpack to like hit him oh my yeah God. right the the ramp i clapped point. i physically clapped i couldn't handle uh-huh. it
1: uh-huh now uh walker surprisingly gets uh, smackdown from his government overseer stripped of his title and then he gets approached by <gasps> Julie Louis Dreyfus hey. as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Pontain. We'll get uh we'll talk about her more in a bit. But uh basically Sam ends up leaving his broken wings with Taurus as keep 'em. Yes. And almost a kind of Iron Man, oh, next time baby, mm-hmm. moment, you know? <laughs> uh setting up Taurus maybe to be a future Falcon oh, in, definitely. in a way. Then Bucky hands over Zemo to the Dora Milaje. Great moment. And yes. uh And then he calls on them for a favor. They're saying they're going to bring Zemo to the raft, which is interesting that they're overseeing that prison from Civil War. Um, But, yeah, they end up building this new tech for Sam that we don't get to see this episode, but he opens a briefcase and kind of a Pulp Fiction... uh 666 briefcase uh moment where it just see the glow on his face but we don't know what it is and then sam also revisits with isaiah bradley in this amazing heart oh, such moment. a good talk
0: such a good talk it was some real shit man it was like two yeah. black guys talking and like yeah. we don't like I, I feel like we don't get a lot of scenes in the mcu where it's just two people of color talking and, like, it was yeah. so nice to see that.
1: And, it, like, acknowledging their race. Like, yes. there was no shying away. Like, they're fully talking the way people would be talking right now and dealing yeah. with, like, uh, no self-respecting black man would want that shield. And such a powerful statement. Yes. And, again, more heartbreak. Crazy crazy get that man they and did Andy. that man
0: so dirty it's so sad yeah.
1: but hey good news is they fixed the family boat they did yeah the whole we neighborhood did. got together old block party
0: fixed the family boat i yep. didn't say I couldn't go through with it anyway she yeah no
1: no way um and then uh bucky and steve finally get to have like a nice chat and we finally get to see why these two really need each other is you have like the soldier who still hasn't gotten over his past trauma and Mm. uh the grief counselor can kind of help him through that um like the proper therapist Yes, sam did a great job
0: um doing some uh accidental counseling on bucky while they were tossing the shield around I was like, oh, I thought Bucky would get mad at that, but he was pretty cool with it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we get this little line where Bucky says, well, when Steve and I planned it out ahead of time to give mm. you the shield, just kind of giving us some more context to end game. But I love this because it also implies that uh, Bucky and Steve must have talked when before Steve went back in time to return all the stones. Yeah. And so Steve like remembered that deal that he made with Bucky in his view, like, 70, 80 years of living out an alternate life. And then coming back and he's like, oh, remember that plan we had, Buck? To give the shield to Sam? I'm, I'm, st- I'm still going through with that. So you nod as if you're okay with this, trans.
0: Right. I'm surprised he even remembered. I mean, like, at that age, I feel like your memory just slips away. Yeah. So that's yeah. a sharp super
1: soldier memory. He gives the shield to, like, a duck in that pod. This <laughs> <should> <laughs>
0: Hey, hello, Sam. I haven't seen you in such a long time. I remember how
1: you used to quack.
0: So beautiful. Quacked
1: in America. That's your (laughs) name now.
0: In the Spider-Ham universe. Quacked in America. Let's get it.
1: That's America's tail feather. Um, but, hey, we got some Flag Smashers intrigue. They yes. get these new recruits using that amazing app, whatever it is. And then they <laughs> plot to attack the GRC vote on the Patch Act. And they mm. get the help of Batrock, who was sent by Sharon Carter. So, Sharon Carter and batrock have a side yeah, thing going on. We'll that. talk about that. Uh, and then we get this post credit scene, in which John Walker hammers together his own homemade shield.
0: In his garage. Just... <laughs> Just pretending to be Captain America. No matter what, he is Captain America, and no one's going to stop him, apparently. But
1: yeah. we all know Sam is. <laughs> So let's talk about who Val is. Let's talk about John Walker's next move. What's going on with Sharon Carter and Bad Truck and this mystery tech that the Wakanda's hooked up Sam with. Mm. But uh, real quick, I am wearing our latest Obsession shirt, Anarchy yes. Assembled, which you can get at NewRockStarsMerch.com. But also, 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 we just released a new Zemo-inspired design. It's dope. Who's really pulling the strings. It's It's dope. Uh, it's, it's a cool, cool-looking shirt. Looks amazing. So be sure to get your hands on that one. Now, if you do get the Anarchy-Assembled shirt, you will unlock an additional option to write in a custom shout-out that will appear at the bottom of these Inside Marvel after shows. Mm. For example, we got our man uh, Ramon Norville who asked, would Steve Rogers have Zemo write back to lock-up or agree with Bucky that he is a means to an end? Um... I it's an interesting question. I think um Steve hmm. Rogers would agree with the Dormelage and keep him locked up,
0: yeah, I think that Steve Rogers would have never even released Zemo from prison at all. He would just be like there's there has to be a way like we can do this without releasing such a terrible person out into the world. so yeah, he he wouldn't be on board with Zemo at all.
1: I think uh, Steve Rogers would have seen the logic of this narrative that maybe it's not that necessary to have Zemo involved with it, but it might just be really fun to see him dance in one episode. <laughs>
0: Let's get Zemo uh, out of prison just for dancing, um, right? And, and for
1: that alone, I've loved having Zemo on on board with us. <laughs> um, oh, Marisa says Mephisto train, Zola train. I'm here for it. XOXO, Exo, Rizaboo. Oh, hey. that's a great nickname. Uh, but yes, we agree. And uh, depending on how you look at Val, Zola might be more likely to appear.
0: Now yes, Val? When, that's the first thing I thought when I saw Val. I was like, wait, Hydra. <laughs> I mean, like, well. First thing I thought when I did some research on Val afterwards, yeah, but yeah. like, sure. yes, yeah, so I was like, oh my God, Hydra, uh, Zola, that's probably coming.
1: Hmm. Right. And then Kyle Brown said, please tell Tommy that my mother and I truly miss him. Uh, <laughs> go Bills from Tommy Jr. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Tommy, call your sons. You have thousands of them across the Western <laughs> New York area. Call them. <laughs> Um all right, MT, what's our first uh What the Falcon?
0: Well, obviously our first What the Falcon of the day is going to be who the Falcon is Val,
1: Eric. Okay. Let's talk about it. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is playing Val, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, mm. a long-time S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in the Marvel comics. That's right. She also briefly goes under the name Madam Hydra, and at one point becomes a love interest to Nick Fury. Actually, in the uh, the old 90s uh, David Hasselhoff Nick Fury movie, she does appear in that movie. Uh, <laughs> not MCU canon, unfortunately. Should be. It should <laughs> be. I mean, timeline. maybe
0: Multiverse of Madness will make MCU <laughs> canon. Who knows? <laughs> That's Kevin yeah, put Feige's that on top hat, priority. Feige.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, if you didn't know this name, do not feel bad. It's okay if you didn't it's, know this yes. name. I'm not. We're going to open up the gate. Uh, uh, all gatekeepers, do not get behind this <laughs> character and say, if you don't know who this is, you're not a true Marvel fan. Because she is one of the lesser famous Marvel yeah. names. Uh, but she does appear over and over again. She uh, she first appeared in Strange Tales 159 in 1967. She shows up a lot in association with Nick Fury, sometimes with Dum Dum Dugan from the Howling mm. Commandos. Um, she's this Shield agent. She's a badass. She's a fierce combatant. Um, she has an important role in the Secret Invasion comics. She gets replaced by a scroll in order to try to get more information from Nick Fury. But she also has an important role in the Dark Reign storyline. Mm. That's when Norman Osborn is controlling national security. At one point as Agent 14, that's her designation, she joins Sharon Carter, Agent 13, in what's called the Femme Force. Mm. It's a female assault team to fight for female equality under S.H.I.E.L.D. And now there is another time that she joins Hydra, and Mm. she takes on the name Madam Hydra, um, which is what a lot of people are seeing right now. People are like, oh, she's Madam Hydra. Hydra, it's all Hydra. (laughs) But I don't know about this just because that... Storyline where she joins Hydra is really just a ploy to corrupt yeah. Hydra. She never fully commits to Hydra. Yeah, she's, just kind she's of a...
0: really aligning with Leviathan, I believe, um, in that story. Right. Um, right. So exactly. that's going to be weird. To, like, it, 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 I mean, Kevin Feige could easily just be like, "All right, she's Madame Hydra. She's the new head of Hydra, and like Hydra's right. coming back." But mm-hmm. um, you know, in the comics, she's not really Madame Hydra. She's sort of like pretending in a way.
1: Exactly, uh, but that. as we know, like they are, they take these characters in directions that they want to go. It doesn't matter if it was only a small thing in the comics or not really mm-hmm. in the comics. And the MCU is a whole different universe. So exactly. yeah, she could totally just be Madame Hydra, new of yeah. Hydra, and it's as simple as that. Um, now, let's break down what we know about her from this scene. Mm. She's this um, mischievous recruiter. She's got this maybe indigo-colored streak in her hair. mm um, She's got this card with nothing written on it, though. Maybe put a black light on there or hold it up to the light. Maybe there's some kind of secret code. I think only crazy
0: or, people can read the card. <laughs> yeah,
1: if you John Walker, us, once he reads a certain level of crazy, that. he's like, oh, it's her, it's her phone number. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> she sympathizes with John Walker for killing Nico. That might just be mm. something she says to him, but I don't think a, a truly noble character would come to him like that. Yeah. Um, but she says, interestingly, that he did the right thing by taking a serum and that it has made him, quote, very, very valuable to certain people. And she mm. knows things that surprise John Walker. Like, she knows he doesn't have the shield. She knows he took he took the serum, which is something I don't think the government knows. Mm. Uh, and she says the shield doesn't belong to the government, as if she has some kind of governmental understanding. She calls it a legal gray area. Yeah.
0: I feel like all signs point to Hydra, man. Like, for me... Yeah. It's just like she just knows too much about the inner workings of government and like she just she knows too much about what he's doing and just like mm-hmm. it's just I, I think Hydra is slowly building themselves up again like they always do cut off one head.
1: Cut yeah off one Hydra head. is definitely uh, one definite avenue they could be going down. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know hydra has come up a few times in this show they've talked about how hydra was involved in replicating the super soldier serum hydra is always evil uh and they're It's you what know, classically you cut off one head more form in its place you can never fully uproot hydra from the world unless There, unless you jump on the hydra's back sorry that was uh-huh. a march 2 reference that's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get it <laughs> Um, but if, uh, if she is Madame Hydra, that does surprisingly give some more fuel to our Zola handker. Yes. Zola. Zola, 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 Zola. Now, Yo,
0: if Zola shows up in an episode says, I'm going to scream, you're going to hear a <laughs> sonic boom, and that's going to be me Screaming. Um, but anyway, continue. Sorry.
1: No. Yeah. So that is absolutely one direction they could be going. Another direction that maybe is the same direction as this, is she could be the power broker. A lot of Mm. people are saying, does this mean she's a power broker now? Um, I'm not so sure about that. Not just because they keep referencing the how the power broker as he or him. Uh, and they would have to say, aha, that was actually a misdirect. And the general yeah. viewers were like, well, I didn't pick up on that anyway. It's like, well, for the, <laughs> you know, for the um, uh, 15% of you super fans who did pick up on the pronouns, it was actually a misdirect that we said just <laughs> to, just to fool you. I, it seems a little silly, yeah. um, but it's possible. I, you know, whatever. I, I just think that they would have to explain that she has some kind of connection to sharon carter mm. uh maybe they would base that on the fem force and the he pronouns might have been, been ironic there i feel like a lot of fans would roll their eyes at that yeah. but uh just because it feels like uh not like something that would shock me that much but just feels like extra steps yeah um and the same way that like a lot of people are saying well, sharon carter must be the power broker possible it's just like why would the power broker have these mysterious mystique not x-men mystique but lowercase and mystique signs all over magic we're saying the power broker is watching yeah and then barflies are like oh yeah she goes to this bar all the time she's, she's, she's sitting right next to me yeah of course she's watching it it just feels like why would sharon carter be doing all these things if she's also the power broker someone who's supposed, supposed to be in the shadows behind the scenes but not afraid to get her hands dirty not only making art deals but killing people in shipyards uh and if uh julia dreyfus is a power broker it just play this out next episode it'd have to be a scene where like you know one of the armed guards to sharon carter says um miss carter the power broker is here and she goes okay clear the room give me the room and then the door opens and it's Julie Louis dreyfus again like we just already yeah. had this character revealed in episode five and then you would look back at episode five and say well then why did they reveal the power broker that way talking yeah. to john carter um I-
0: well, a way that they could potentially do it, and this is me putting on my conspiracy hat, and it's not really it. out of left field, but like yeah. like what you brought up earlier, uh, this character was impersonated by a scroll in the secret invasion. Mm-hmm. So maybe a scroll is being both Julia Louis-Dreyfus and whatever this male character is playing dual roles uh, as they oh. shapeshift between two people. So maybe like um, this uh, Val character is... Uh, how the power broker walks the scroll power broker walks around um and as a like as a liaison sort of like um liam Neeson's character was in the uh, Batman begins like he was really cool really uh, sure. but he was pretending to be ducard so yeah. um it would be i i that would be a avenue, but like I, I think that's too complicated. I feel like this yeah. is a, a very grounded, non cosmic series. But I'm just throwing that idea out there. Just sure, I
1: think the scrolls is a, a totally third option. Absolutely, it just we have to wait and see what new property they're setting up and if it is secret invasion she you know um the Contessa does have an important role in the secret invasion comics and maybe that's mm-hmm. what they're setting up um i'm just kind of wondering what her deal is with sharon like now mm-hmm. sharon we find out is setting up Batrock to not setting up but ha- asking for his help paying him to help the Flag Smashers disrupt the GRC from passing the Patch Act. Um, so maybe the Power Broker, whoever they are, has some interest in disrupting the GRC, but hmm. um, the Power Broker also hates Carly Morgenthau and wants to kill her, so why would they arrange a deal to work with her? I, I have some other thoughts about what Sharon Carter's real MO is.
0: I, I honestly feel like Sharon Carter is is probably undercover working for some type of um, governmental organization. Because okay. And like including Batrock. I feel like Batrock is like I don't know if it's like a thunderbolt y type of thing or like I don't know. Mm. But like it's just it just seems that she, this is very out of character for Sharon Carter to send Batrock to kill Sam or to to, to interrupt anything the GRC is doing, um, without there being some sort of like noble element. Like this I just I there's just something that we don't know about Sharon Carter that mm. in, in her motives that I, I don't think that she's fully working for the power broker i think that there's something going on that she's using Batrock for because i, I feel like Batrock seems pretty not thrilled about doing this mission i mean no, that's the vibe yeah, i'm getting but he seems
1: compelled like he's being blackmailed into doing it or paid yeah. but if you don't take this money and do it we're gonna make your life hell in other ways we'll yeah. throw you back in that algerian prison um Now, there is some speculation right now that um, Julia Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character was supposed to actually appear in Black Widow. uh, And this is coming from Vanity Fair. But I want you guys to read that article because they keep referencing just this 2019 interview with the Veep cast in which Tony Hale just made some comment about um julie louis dreyfus being able to play a great disney villain and then dreyfus just kind of runs with it and says like oh yeah i'll be able to shoot fire out of my hands and stuff <laughs> a disney villain is not a marvel villain per se even though disney owns marvel they weren't talking about you're going to be in the mcu they just kind of i think they were referring to her like to um you know angelina jolie in those movies you know mm. like to where she's just like a badass and she can be this kind of witch or this uh, fairy tale character who's a badass um so while it's interesting, I wouldn't call this a scoop that for sure Julia Lee dreyfus is supposed to be in the Black Widow movie. She might. I just, someone point to me the actual quote that says she was going to be in Black Widow in particular. Uh, because mm-hmm. I haven't found that yet. Um Maybe it's out there. But uh, you mentioned the Thunderbolts MT, and mm. it's very possible that Val's interest in Walker could mean she's assembling a team of anti-heroes the way Nick Fury assembled the Avengers, which kind of seemed like the tone of her entrance there. Kind of a sense of humor, you know, focus on her boots. She's got this big, long coat. Um, and this could be the beginning of the MCU Thunderbolts. Mm. Um, only because with that streak in her hair, she kind of has some vibes like Victoria Hand, deputy director of the Thunderbolts during the Dark Reign, um, mm-hmm. who also has a similar hair style. Actually, Victoria Hand was an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was killed off. So maybe that's why they aren't naming her Victoria Hand. They pulled yeah. some other characters related to Nick Fury and Team Assembly and that kind of thing. And that maybe she does appear in some of these other titles, taking these anti-heroes and putting together a team. Um, and I just think that I'm feeling torn between Hydra, she's Madame Hydra, and just this character who is setting up the Thunderbolts only because... She's interested in him having the super soldier serum and she says that like the a little state secret, which Hydra knows state secrets, but she seems like someone who's working within the confines of the law. Like she's not afraid to walk around uh, and recruit people, but recruit unpopular people. Um, so between, so I think just to kind of narrow down those five options we got, she could be head of Hydra. She could be putting together the new Thunderbolts. She could be part of the Scrolls. Uh, she could be part of this Them Force type of adaptation, or she could be the Power Broker herself or related to the uh, Power Broker. Of those five, MT, are you feeling Hydra?
0: I'm thinking that it it could, it's more, I think it's more likely to be Hydra, Mm -hmm. but I also think that there could be a connection to maybe Nick Fury, like she has in the comics. Maybe she's working, or she has a, like, actually has a past with Nick Fury, and Mm -hmm. uh, used to work with S.H.I.E.L.D., and... Maybe I mean maybe she is Hydra. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Hydra. Yeah, okay. I just made up yeah. my mind. It's probably For Hydra. Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of torn between that and Thunderbolts, but I I it could be Hydra. I'm just wondering like why wouldn't they say that right now? Like yeah. why? But we know HYDRA operatives are can kind of be goofball, like Senator Stern in, uh, in Iron Man 2 and in Captain America Winter Soldier. These people can have senses of humor, for yeah. sure, as she seems to have. But I'm just wondering, uh, how, is, is someone like her on Bucky's list? Because he seems to know everyone who is in HYDRA. He was a Winter Soldier. Um, mm. Would she have been able to hide and get away with it for that long? Uh, maybe. Maybe. She seems to be a very smart operator who doesn't have time for stupid questions. Um, I'm just right now based off of the context of that scene, she was recruiting John Walker. It's not necessarily about her and her past. It's about her plan. Yeah. Um, and I think her plan right now seems to be she wants a, a super soldier who has no other allegiances or loyalties. And to me, that just sounds more Thunderbolts than than bringing back Hydra. Just because I, I I'm necessarily personally not. I'm not necessarily that interested in, uh, in what HYDRA's plans are in the future. That feels mm. like something that was a big deal in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and in uh, Phase 2 of Marvel. But I kind of want to see what other dangerous organizations there are out there now in the future. But that's just me.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I, I really do think that HYDRA's setting themselves for a comeback. Because we okay. haven't really seen them since, uh, like, basically Age of Ultron. Um, and, like, you know, obviously Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but, like, I don't personally... F- Think that the the non MCU shows are canon anymore, but it's fine. Yeah. Um. But like, no. Um. I I think that Hydra with with Sam Wilson um g- being set up to be the new Captain America. I think that Hydra is going to come back, and um. I think I honestly think Red Skull is eventually going to come back, and like, uh-huh. you know, it, they're going to play a bigger role again because like they've always yeah. you know throughout the comics they've been defeated and they come back defeated and they come back. They're just regular um just a force in the in the marvel universe that they people can't get rid of so i i definitely think that we could be getting some hydra teases by the end of um episode six sort of like a and now they're back sort of and like kevin feige and like for me anyway these disney plus shows seems to be setting up reasons for um you know story elements in the move like for story elements in future movies to make sense for example Mm -hmm. With um, WandaVision sets up Doctor Strange, and this could set up the return of Hydra in a future, um, you know, Captain America movie with Sam Wilson or um, just in general for the MCU. Um, So, I don't know. I I definitely do think that this could be a Hydra thing, but it could also definitely be a a Thunderbolts um, setup because it definitely feels like Kevin Feige setting up a Thunderbolts scenario. Yeah.
1: i mean it could be both mt the mcu could kind of retcon the thunderbolts as like specifically a hydra initiative and that Mm. hydra's thing is like you know what we've needed is a a team of superheroes like the avengers like shield has had with the avengers and then they just say well the hydra version of that is the thunderbolts and this could be something that we see in black widow as well like the we have elena belova we have red guardian uh we have these other figures who could also be recruited to be part of this team um but yeah, John Walker's an interesting one to watch. There's a lot of other bad guys out there. I mean, get Agatha Harkness on that team. You oh, know?
0: absolutely, bro! I am all about that. Like Agatha would be an amazing spice to the yeah. Thunderbolts. I want to
1: see a scene with uh, with Agatha Harkness and Valentina. You know, like the two those two longtime sitcom actors uh, just chatting it up would be awesome.
0: It would be close, such great dialogue. It, it would be so yeah. good. They could just go off the rails, go improv. Yeah, wonderful.
1: I think we can presume this is a cameo that Malcolm Spellman was talking about where he said, I want to partner this character with Thor. Uh, What do you think he meant by that?
0: (laughs) Hell if I know. I mean, it would be... (laughs) I mean, maybe just for comedic elements. That's what I'm thinking, uh, too. They're They're both funny. Yeah, they're both very hilarious people. Um, So it would be funny to see them together in a movie that's not MCU-related because I can't see Thor... And Val really needing to have a chat. Uh, yeah, but well, maybe I could.
1: I could just uh, like a quick scene. Well, I mean, Spellman was kind of put on the spot there. I think he's thinking like he was really excited for Julie Louis-Dreyfus to come in the show. Mm. Uh, he, she's so funny. The way she like owns that scene. Just someone who like when they walk in a room, she's the alpha of that room, in the way that Thor yes. kind of is. Yes. Like, Just to imagine those two in a room together who are just competing for attention (laughs) would be pretty fun.
0: Dude, seeing her and Tony Stark, if he was alive, rest in peace, Oh yeah, um, it would be hilarious.
1: Uh, Well, we have a lot to talk about from this episode. We're going to get to some more questions. First, we want to thank some people who helped us make this episode, starting with Stamps.com. So are you still going to the post office and paying full price for postage, MT? Never,
0: never. Why would I? When Stamps.com exists
1: that's right thanks to stamps.com you don't have to do that anymore you can mail and ship anytime anywhere right from your computer stamps.com saves businesses thousands of hours and tons of money every year stamps.com brings the services of the u.s postal service and ups right to your computer whether you're a small office sending invoices a side hustle etsy shop or shipping out orders or if you're like us here at new rockstars we use stamps.com a lot because we're all working remotely You get discounts of up to 40% off post office rates and up to 66% off UPS rates. Stamps.com saves you time and money. It's no wonder nearly 1 million small businesses already use stamps.com. So stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with our promo code WandaVision, we got got the old one from the last show. WandaVision (laughs) is our promo code. Uh, You get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click on the microphone at the top of the home page and type in wandavision stamps.com promo code wandavision stamps.com never go to the post office again never um, <laughs> now we also want to thank our friends at bombas they make the most comfortable socks in the history of feet look how limber i am where i can move my foot up here to show Damn, you my bombas that is some don't, great flexibility don't do any weird stuff with that internet That is <laughs> Why did I do that? I never showed that. It's earpiece. too late, Eric. You've shown it's your feet. It's out there. <laughs> Um, well, Bombas has literally rethought every little detail of the socks we wear to make them way more comfortable. I wear them pretty much every day. I love the fit, the comfort. They're great with shoes. They're just walking around the house in just socks, which I, just, I love doing, I love doing that. They do more than keep feet cozy. They help give back to the most vulnerable members of our community. For every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. The generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 40 million pairs of socks and wow. counting through their nationwide network of over 3,000 giving partners. And the impact is more powerful than ever to those experiencing homelessness. These socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes, a small comfort that's especially important right now. So give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at Bombas.com Marvel. That's bomba dot Marvel for 20% off your first purchase, Bombas.com Marvel. And our friends at Helix Sleep, you know we've been staying up late on Thursday nights watching and re-watching these Falcon Winter Soldier episodes. We're probably not getting enough sleep but the sleep we are getting is really good because of helix mattresses this is what you do you take a quiz on the helix website and they match you to the right mattresses just for you. Soft or firm, whatever, they have the right mattress just for you. I got matched with the right mattress for my sleep style. I've never slept better. They ship it right to your door and you don't have to drive all over town with a mattress on the roof of your Camry. Just (laughs) try it for 100 nights risk-free. And they were rated number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com slash inside Marvel. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to the customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash inside marvel. That's helixsleep.com slash inside marvel for up to $200 off and two free pillows. All right, back to the show. MT, what is our next What the Falcon?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked this, Eric, because the next What the Falcon of the day is What the Falcon is in the box that Bucky gave Sam. That's a really intriguing question. And I, I honestly think that it's probably his new suit with like yeah. completely new captain America suit with vibranium wings. And uh, just Sam's going to be ready to go to fight potentially John Walker and the flag smashers. But what do you think?
1: I, I agree with you. Uh, I think they're waiting to show it off because it's going to look awesome. Now, do we think the yes. color scheme of that blue and white is what we're looking at? Is this going to be like the, the stealth suit that uh, cap wore and captain America winter soldier, where it's just that blue and white. Or is that just the color of the box?
0: I think that that's that's just the color of the box. I think we're just going to get the full red, white, and blue. Um, okay. A very familiar, very similar to the the Captain America Sam Wilson comics. Um, just straight up Captain America suit, and it's going to look yeah. fire. Um, yeah, I'm wondering
1: look. if is it just going to be a cosmetic change? Are there going to be some like new upgrades? I have to imagine if it's coming from the labs of Wakanda, yeah. and vibranium. Um, not only is it going to be sturdier. Is it going to have that kind of, like, you know how Shuri had the, the mesh um, nanotech? Yes. Where it could just kind of shapeshift and change? Or, or hmm. will the shield, or shield, well the wings kind of rematerialize as a shield by just, like, stitching back together automatically to where they don't have to fold the way they used to before? I don't know. I,
0: I, I think it might still be very non-nanotech-based, though. I think that there might be, mm-hmm. um, maybe it's, like, maybe a neural, Type deal cuz like with mm-hmm. with black panther um T'Challa could just think and his in his helmet could go on so like maybe um Sam Wilson could just be like all right I'm thinking that I want my wings to open up and then they'll just open up by themselves rather than him doing anything though I don't know how they work in general but yeah, yeah. I don't know I think that there's a potential for any real thing to happen cuz Shuri's a technology genius but right. um there we're definitely going to see some type of upgrade um for sure and his yeah. wings are definitely going to be full vibranium and way more sturdier um, than his last pair that just got ripped off by John Walker.
1: My question is how much will it uh, embody the color scheme and the symbolism of the red, white, and blue stars and stripes? We've seen Mm. some kind of like comic book imagery where Falcon has that big star on his chest. But after this conversation with Isaiah Bradley, I think it's gonna emphasize Sam's like uh, blackness and not Mm. shy away from that. If you're having the Wakandans design it, the way the Black Panther suit, embodied like wakandan culture and that whole aesthetic i have to wonder like why would you have the wakandans design it it's not just for vibranium i think it's also for their aesthetic and their cultural choices and i think that's going to be reflected in that suit i think
0: that'd be really dope i hope so that'd be really cool to see that yeah because um, in
1: the meantime, it seems like Torres is being set up to be Falcon. I think, oh, like, yeah. or at least a protege, Falcon Junior, or something. Like, why leave mm. the broken wings with him if you're not setting that up?
0: Maybe they could do just like a, you know, a cap, a winged Captain America and a, a to- and a Falcon, like two winged people. Um, yeah. Just kind of like going back to like you know Sam's days with Riley. It's like now I got my wingman. Now we're two wingmen, and like we're di- we're Captain America wing- a fe- winged themed Captain America team. Um, yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Torres is definitely going to get those wings by the end yeah. of the season. Um, yeah. But whether or not Cap's new suit has wings um, is yeah. up in the air.
1: But yeah. Um, Now, uh, our next What the Falcon. Uh, what the Falcon is Sharon Carter's plan? What is her relationship with Bat-Truck? How did you read this scene, MT? I,
0: I honestly feel like, again, Sharon is working on behalf of some type of governmental organization or, or intelligence agency and is blackmailing Batrock to use him to either interrupt the flaxmashers plans like sort of like a mole in their operation or mm-hmm. I don't know like it's it she's just so mysterious um yeah I think that she is pretending to work on behalf of the power broker but has access to you know she had access to those satellites. Um, that helped uh bucky and sam in the last episode mm-hmm. and so and we we all know who uses satellites right now sword swords has satellites up in the sky so like maybe she could be working on behalf of sword um but who knows who really knows
1: yeah um, i mean tony stark also had satellites and he was a private citizen. it's true so if you're it's wealthy true. enough in this universe you can have satellites um but i i think you are right she's working on behalf of someone we haven't gotten answers on her yet um I assume we will next episode. It's totally possible we never really get any firm answers on what's going on with Sharon Carter. Oh, God, I hope um, they don't do that. <laughs> if she, we'll see. I, if she is working on behalf of the government, I just wonder, like, it just feels like a lot of steps. Like, mm. she's like, why would the government set her up to be this, this arts dealer who's dealing with stolen art? Like, she could just be an operative without that whole side of her job. Like, it's just a weird thing that feels like she's working for some wealthy criminal organization. That mm. might not be the Power Broker. It might be the Power Broker. I just feels like the information we've been given about her is that she is in Madripoor. She has some kind of connections with the criminal underworld, and sp- she knows a lot about the Power Broker. She knew about Dr. Nagel working for the Power Broker. She has access to satellites. She's pissed off at the Avengers for, for kind of abandoning her. Uh, and she's super rich. She has this nice-ass penthouse in yes. Hightown. So to me, like... If they also add something like, and that was all a cover and she's working for Thaddeus Ross or some kind of government organization, it'd be like, well, why all those extra steps? Um, Or maybe she is just like a John Wick person working for some elite criminal and that person could be the power broker. What I just wanna wonder is like, why would the power broker now align itself with the Flag Smashers? Like, what do they hope to gain by dismantling the GRC's plans? Uh, I don't know what the, if she's working on behalf of the government, why is she working against the GRC by sending Batrock in to help the Flag Smashers, I guess.
0: I mean, I I honestly, I honestly truly believe that um, Sharon sent him to fight the Flag Smashers or to interrupt Uh, their plans. Because I think that he's a mole within the Flag Smashers right now. He's just that that element that isn't part of their team. That's just like, all right, now I'm here to help. And I don't know. I don't know.
1: Who no, knows, yeah but... okay that, that could be the case that could totally be the case again <laughs> it just feels like extra steps like it feels yeah. like uh like uh maybe you're right well, maybe you're right well, like, I'd you have to have to think, like it's
0: madripoor man madripoor is a criminal land mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. if you are not a criminal then you're basically i feel like you're just no one wants you around so like i feel like to, to establish a deep cover sharon had to you know Make it look like, all right, now I'm this art dealer working for this powerful person, so like everyone trusts me. Like you see in the last episode, she's walking through those barricades, and they were just like, "Hey, Sharon, no, yeah. what's going on? Like we yeah. trust you because like this is this could potentially just be a deep cover. So or they know.
1: legitimately trust her because she is in this criminal organization. Either way, you never her. know. You never yeah. know.
0: Um, yeah. So it's either it's either one of those. I I, I think yeah. that she's in a deep cover just because of. Her, like, the character that has been established within the MCU already, I mean, she was a close ally to Steve right. Rogers. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. She was though, the like,
1: neighbor, but was someone working for S.H.I.E.L.D. spying on him, yeah, absolutely.
0: Exactly. So, like, even though, you know, the government may have let her down, potentially, I, don't, I just don't think that she would go this far to be this criminal in Madripoor without, I don't know, some type of secret like oh it was just fake the whole time and now i was working for this secret cia or some shit i don't know but
1: um yeah i mean look every episode i i feel like i'm always rethinking or i'm overthinking her too much it could just be as simple as you know how like in in endgame the writers are like well what's the furthest extreme we can take hawkeye what's the furthest extreme Mm. we can take hulk and thor we made thor overweight and drunk we made uh hulk uh like he's now just smart he's a smart hulk he <laughs> fused the brains with the brunt uh hawkeye's become a murderous uh, assassin vigilante throughout the world and i think they're doing something similar with sharon carter they're saying the in the aftermath of the blip it just changed people's priorities this much to where now that she's been uh, abandoned by her country this is the choice she made is to work and work her way up through the criminal world i think she was meant as a foil for for bucky and sam like if you're going to be runaways from your government um like, this is what you can do with your abilities you can make a shit ton of money. And I think it was something meant for Sam, someone who is economically struggling with his family and getting a bank loan. I think it was meant as a tease for Sam to be like, I could have this. I could work here. I just mm. think if you're writing these things, that's what you write. It's rare where you write like, but also it was all fake, but also she's working for th-. it's really hard to write that way. And it's yeah. often very unsatisfying for viewers when you try to reveal that. So I think as screenwriters, they just try to like they don't spend all this time writing exposition just to reveal that exposition to be evidence of the contrary. That, is, that is a good. Point. I've been wrong before. I guess. <laughs> but um, no, I,
0: I like that you just one quick thing. I like that you brought up brought up Hawkeye because that got me thinking. I wonder if Hawkeye has has been to Madripoor because he spent some yeah, time in must have. the continent yeah. of Asia and he's been dealing He was spending some time fighting criminals in Asia, so like maybe he's went to magic Port just to get some leads or something i don't know mm-hmm. um but maybe like in potentially his actions in um it was, it was japan right with um that fight yeah, it was um, tokyo yeah so it's tokyo um he maybe he created a, a power vacuum that mm. maybe dominoes were falling and like if it affects what sharon Carter's doing who knows but um yeah anyway i'm just we might not at, uh anyways.
1: uh i've <laughs> I will be surprised at this point if they reveal, if we meet the power broker in the flesh Mm. in this series. Like if they reveal it to be Sharon Carter or Val, like I I would just be surprised. They might have business relationships with him or Uh. be trying to bust him or to overthrow him or something like that. But I think it's more likely we'll get a tease of who the power broker is, whether it's a Hydra symbol or a Ten Rings symbol or whatever it is, and we'll Mm. leave it for a future installment to dig into that. But I, I think Julie would Louie Dreyfus was our big cameo our big casting thing. I'd be oh, surprised man. if there was like another one, because that kind of sucks the wind out of the sails of the previous one. Cause that's then it's true. like, Oh, this is a show that revealed Julie Louis Dreyfus in it, but it's also the show that revealed this other person. It just kind of takes away from their own headline. You know? Yeah,
0: that's true. It's true.
1: But- um, yeah. But, yeah, your guess is as good as mine, exactly what Sharon Carter's <laughs> plan is. To me, it seems like, I don't know why she would invest so much in Batroc to just uh, bring down the Flag Smashers' plan, because it kind of takes the narrative stakes out of uh, uh, Sam and Bucky going to stop them. If they already have someone from the inside, like, I don't imagine them fighting on the same side as Batroc uh, to mm. bring down the Flag Smashers. Um Unless they say, hey, the GARC needs to be stopped, we're going to join the Flag Smashers in beating Batrock, but then is Batrock the big bad in that final battle? I, I'm not that eager to see that.
0: Um, <laughs> big bad Batrock. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: huh. But it is interesting that Sharon Carter is linked with him. It means that mm. she's been paying him, she paid him that initial mission in episode one, right? Mm.
0: yeah I, that's what i'm assuming anyway i'm just like that's the, well that's exactly what i was thinking about i was like what why would sharon need this soldier person like what does this soldier per, like what intel does this soldier have that sharon would need
1: yeah i don't know i think uh the power broker just has that's why i keep thinking ten rings because the ten rings is just everywhere they have spies everywhere and they're mm. like they're always trying to destabilize certain parts of the world to gain weapons tech to gain some kind of political advantage uh, I can't um like are there are probably a lot of organizations in the world that are like that but they just seem to fit the bill but we haven't gotten any evidence really that it's them um, it so is. for now let's move on to our next what the Falcon what do you think is John Walker's next move MT
0: I think that that dude um, wants to get the shield back I think that he wants to be Captain America so badly and like he, we do see him um, make this his own shield at the end of the episode. Um, I don't know if you guys, like, if you guys missed the, the extra credit scene, there is a post credit scene, so spoilers mm-hmm. for that. But yep. yeah, he's making his own um, fake Captain America shield, and that explains the different shield that we see in the trailers and that why it has like different grooves in the center. Um, but his, yeah, I think that he just wants to get that shield back so he can live this fantasy as Captain America, even though he's not anymore.
1: Yeah. I have to imagine that shield that he's building in his garage is not made of, like, vibranium or anything. Because I don't think you can yeah. just get, like, a blowtorch and weld vibranium that easily. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think he is on a downward spiral right now. Um, yeah. I, this explains why that shield looked different. But he did a pretty good job making a cosplay shield, I gotta say.
0: It's a really good That's shield. That's an A- shield, yeah. Like, that would get you a lot of pictures at Comic-Con. Honestly, oh, yeah. Yeah. He did a really oh, good yes. job. That's a fantastic. He did a great job. Um,
1: but he has some kind of suit, just based off of promo footage where you see him walking down the street with that shield. I, he's going to suit back up. Uh, this might be what Val's organization suits him back up with. Um, but, I, yeah, I, uh, I, I, he's, he's going to try to redeem himself, redeem his name. And he's going to try to finish the job of the Flag Smashers. I think once he finds out where Carly is, he's going to try to kill Carly. Carly. And I think at some point, Sam's going to have to defend Carly against John Walker trying to murder someone publicly again.
0: Yeah, I think that, yeah, John's going to do something crazy in the last episode that's going to really ruin his reputation, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. And just put a, just have him just go on this spiral and just like, maybe, I think that at the end of this, the government ends up using John Walker again as, you, and, so? you know, with as US agent. Um, and just like hey you're dark but we need, we need someone that's tough that's willing to do the dark shit undercover so yeah. we're, we're going to hire you and you're going to do some really crazy shit for us Well, that's Uh, what I,
1: yeah, I think he slash Val are going to rebrand him U.S. agent. And that's why I think Val might be more involved with a Thunderbolts plot than a Hydra plot, just because I think she's kind of going to be like Marvel's Amanda Waller. She's going to be like, Task Mm. Force X, I'm putting together a team of criminals, of people who society does not want to work with or look at as a hero to Mm. do the really dirty missions.
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair guess. (laughs) That seems (laughs) pretty (laughs) like something John Walker would do. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. But real quick, we want to thank someone else who helped us make this episode. We got to talk about our friends at Blue Chew. Blue Chew is the unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in the line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. It's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients Ingredient and strength for your prescription blue Chew's tablets are made in the usa they prepared and shipped direct is cheaper than the pharmacy so if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information and we've got a special deal for our listeners try blue chew free when you use our promo code InsideMarvel at checkout just pay the five dollars in shipping that's bluechew.com promo code InsideMarvel to receive your first month free thanks blue chew for sponsoring the show mt i want to ask you one final question the wakandans why do you think they're keeping zemo in the raft uh, what does it tell us about their role in world security right now? What does this mean for Zemo?
0: I think that they sent Zemo to the raft rather than taking him himself because they just wanted to keep their relationships with everyone super kosher because, like, they kind of deserve to get Zemo, but they're just like, all right, here, we're just going to put you in the most secure facility ever so you don't escape and mm-hmm. underwater. And, yeah, it, I feel like this tells me that the Dora Milaje, Milaje are trying to just play nice and just, like, make everyone just be like hey Wakanda you know they, they get the job done like Zemo escaped but like they fixed it and like they brought it and like they were just doing um their duty so mm-hmm. I, I just think that they're just trying to T'Challa just wants to be a good neighbor um, yeah. but what do you think? Well,
1: I, I think this uh, kind of continues that pattern of cooperation between the Wakandans and Avengers tech and Avengers security forces. Uh, Because the raft was previously, um, seemed like something that Tony Stark designed and kind Mm. of helped... Thaddeus Ross build to contain super soldiers, but now that the Wakandans are overseeing that is interesting. I think it shows that they might be world leaders when it comes to these things that Mm. the rest of the UN might look to Wakanda to uh, trust these things in their hands and why, why shouldn't they because they are the most advanced nation on earth, they have the most sophisticated technology to handle this stuff. Um, but either way, nt I think Zemo's going to break out of that prison.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Someone's either Zemo him. breaks out or he's approached by Ross and it's like, listen, um, we're making a team and I'd like uh-huh. you on it. Um, yeah. And it, it definitely feels like it could be a seeds for um, another Thunderbolt-y type of scenario, but... I, I'm just on Thunderbolt's watch for this yeah. episode in general because we're, we do we're have... on
1: so many watches. We were on Mephisto watch, we were on Zola watch, Hydra watch. Yeah, there was the... a Hydra watch in WandaVision, and <laughs> now we're on Thunderbolt's watch.
0: I mean, like we do have Batroc, and like bringing them bringing Batroc back is like the biggest red flag for me. Well, not red flag, mm-hmm. but the biggest um, indicator that some type of Thunderbolt's thing is 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 popping off. Because mm-hmm. Zemo and and Batroc, and like we have Ghost in the MCU, like there's that's just so right. many different Ghosts characters stuff, yeah. that seem like they're being set up for something. So I, yeah. I think it's Thunderbolts.
1: Yeah. Um. So we will leave it there, but we're gonna move on to our patient listeners on stereo to answer yes. some of their questions. But uh, that is it for this episode of Inside Marvel, the Falcon Winter Soldier After Show. Uh, Mt and I will be back next Friday for a reaction to episode you know six, it. The season finale. Uh, my Easter egg breakdown is going to come out on the channel tomorrow for this episode. So follow MT at Mastertainment. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstar. Subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. A reminder you can get our Anarchy Assembled shirt and yes. our Z- new Zemo design. Thank Pick you for up. watching. We'll close out with our favorite moment of the episode. Uh, bye bye, everybody. Later.
0: Excuse me. Who are you anyway? You did the right thing. <laughs>